I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, feature on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today, who's, who's been with me for a while because my call recorder wasn't working and now it's working. <laughs> you can hear us, but we talked for probably 20 minutes without a recording happening. Uh, so McKelly and I have just been chit-chatting for a while. McKelly, what's up? Well, uh, everything is great. I mean... Um it's Monday for everyone. And so, yeah, um, I'm glad that we are recording this now. And um, there's plenty to talk about uh, last night. Um, I, I'm not entirely sharp today because I had like the worst night possible, thanks to uh, Diego and Anita. But um, fine, I'll try to be at my best anyway. I hear you. I'm right there with you. Did not sleep good either. Uh, infant child. Um up in the middle of the night, but all good. The Thunder actually win a game last night, 117 to 110. It was a much bigger win than a seven point win. Uh, they were up 20 and then the game just fizzled away when the Thunder put in their, uh, the back of their bench. Uh, TLC got to play a minute. Uh, Nader got to play a minute. Uh, Deontay Burton played five minutes last night, which be- continues to be like a thing that he's ahead of these other two guys in the rotation, uh, which is a strange and completely awesome thing. Uh, but the Suns are terrible. They are a point guardless team. They don't know what they're doing. They're basically trying to get the ball to DeAndre Ayton. And then that's really about it. And then TJ Warren just does his thing. And that's kind of the identity of this version of the Suns. They're also on a second night of a back to back, but Thunder also had some weird circumstances. Uh, a few minutes before tip, you know, we have they hand out paper because the Thunder use so much paper and just print as many things as possible. And they had Stephen Adams as a starter, and we get word that he's a late scratch and that Nerlens Noel is going to start. Uh, super weird. Also, that Hamadou Diallo was not going to play because he did not attend walkthrough and. They they call that a rookie mistake that he's I, I don't know what if he took a nap. I don't know if he just forgot. Uh, I don't I don't know. But for whatever reason, he missed that and had to sit out as like a punishment. So weird stuff for the Thunder to start the game. But they ended up playing easily their best game of the season. The offense looked good. Uh, Russell Westbrook played off ball a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Paul George is looking looked really good. He looked like Paul George again last night. Uh and then Nerland Zamel was amazing. What were some of your big takeaways from last night, Nicola? Well, you can you can um see that Phoenix um is not really a good team. Uh they miss a point guard, as you said, but on the defensive side, they really miss uh rim protection because Aiton is not there yet. He was completely uh, ineffective in pick and roll settings. And they also miss um, perimeter defense. You have uh, Ryan Anderson, you have uh, that is washed, or at least he's not a very good defender. Uh, Ariza seemed completely off last night. Maybe Paul George has something to do with it. And so if you sum up all this all these things, all these things, you may see why OKC had such an easy way to to get into the offense, and Russ had everything he wanted at the rim. Um, it will not happen every day, but it was a very good thing to see OKC being focused, especially on the defensive side, uh, thanks to uh, again Paul George being very good on that end without fouling, mm-hmm. uh, fouling too much, and Nerosnoel being great in his first start for OKC. It's like yes, Phoenix went off in the in the last quarter, uh, scored a ton of, of baskets from three, and yes, that that happened. But it's one thing to let that happen the last five six minutes of the game when you are like up twenty, 
yeah. and it's completely meaningless. It's a completely another thing um, if you let it happen maybe in the second quarter, like they did against Sacramento, or in the third, like they did with Boston. You can have like uh, a quarter where you relax yourself uh, on defense if you are up big, mm-hmm. but that cannot be when the game is still can can be still alive. That game was dead at the at the beginning of the of the fourth quarter, and so um, I think that you can take that uh, from this game, the fact that they really really be, um, were focused on the assignments. Ferg was great on on, on screens. They were they were really. Uh, focus on the defensive side, which is what you need to be against bad teams. Yeah, totally agree. They still didn't shoot the basketball well. 29% from three, 68% from the free throw line. And I'm just beginning to think that the free throw stuff, I just don't know if it's ever going to correct itself. Uh, Hopefully it does. Russell missed three again last night uh, on the front end. It it felt like he missed all of them, but he obviously didn't because he made seven, but it's becoming an issue, just a consistent mm-hmm. issue for them. And then three-point shot, they didn't take as many. They only took 24 last night. You know, Westbrook didn't take a three. Schroeder took one. Uh, you know, Paul George took eight. Patterson took five and made two. Uh, he actually, Patterson was another guy that looked great last night. He's six to 10 mm-hmm. from the floor, 17 points. He had his first dunk as a Thunder player. <laughs> that sounds awfully wrong. Can you believe that? So they well, it, that ball to him in transition. He dunks it and he runs by the thunder bench and he holds up the number one because that was his first dunk. And he also had that, that block. I don't know if you remember the block. Brett and I were mm-hmm. talking about it last night, Brett Dawson. And he flew out of nowhere. I have, yeah, he, I actually, he actually get like, he, he jumped like pretty high. Yeah. I don't even know if I remember him jumping before last night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm being for real. Like, I don't know if I remember him jumping, but I saw him jump many times last night. He looked spry. Uh, He looked like the guy that we envisioned. And I know he's not, I, I don't expect him to score like this and take this many shots, but if he can score eight, eight to nine points per game, like that would be such a huge boost to this team. And I don't know if he's just more comfortable coming off the bench. That was his role with the Raptors was that he was kind of, he was one of their super subs and the Thunder could really use somebody like that. Cause Jeremy, Jeremy Grant's been fine. His defense mm-hmm. has been good. He made a three last night. Uh, he's, he's getting to the line. He's drawing contact. He's kind of doing Jeremy Grant things. He looked more like himself last night. And I don't know if these guys are looking more like themselves because they've gotten the practice time with Russell and they're just feeling better. And I, I also think, and Jay texted me this during the game, that we may be just underestimating the fact that Russell didn't get a training camp and that, yeah. you know, playing with him is like playing without him is like not being the Thunder, basically. And so. They've gotten some time to practice. They've gotten a game with him or a couple games with him. And so he looked way more comfortable last night. He played off ball. Uh, but really, to me, the story of the night was Nerlens Noel. He was a monster. Mm-hmm. His stat line is crazy. So 20 points, 15 rebounds. Six of those were offensive rebounds. Two assists, four steals, a block, one turnover. And I, I said this on Thunder After Dark maybe the most impressive stat only three personal fouls in 26 minutes yeah no that that's that's really impressive um and i think that he played like he he was this player uh in his years in philadelphia disruptive on defense maybe less um uh well more um foul prone and less effective on the offensive end i thought offensively he was great tonight uh, last yeah. night, he 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 was um, perfect. His pick and roll game with, with um, uh, Schroeder and Russ was perfectly timed. Yep. He had like a two or three alley oop where he was really perfect. Uh, the pass was were great. That's always um, important. Uh, but I I thought he was very focused you know, on both ends. Yeah. And it's easy to to start thinking well. Uh, it, is, is this time to sacrifice Steven Adams? I think it's a little bit too early, uh, as Brett uh, said last night in Thunder After Dark. But it's still great to have a guy on the minimum deal 
that can do such things, even not every night, but some nights mm-hmm. when you play, when you need to play big as you did, as you do against Aiden, even if like you can put him, uh, you can put Danny Schroeder on him at the free throw line and make him shoot jumpers. Uh, but apart from that, there are teams where you really need two big men. Uh, uh, you need uh, those again against Utah. You probably need them against Denver and having Noel coming off the bench uh, where you can even think about closing with him or playing reasonable stretches with him and, and, and starters is very, a very, very good addition for OKC. Mm-hmm. And what impressed me the most was that drive that he had yeah. on Tyson Chandler, where he just <laughs> he just obliterated him. It was an and one dunk, and he's just screaming to the crowd. I mean, he was great last mm-hmm. night and showed a lot of potential. I mean, everybody thought he was going to be the number one pick in that draft until he got hurt, uh, and then that draft just got wacky uh, after he was after people looked at his medicals, but this, he's a super talented guy. Uh, and I think some of the issues that people had with him is that he didn't always try hard. And he seems to, uh, at least so far with the thunder, that that's not an issue at all. Uh, I have a bit of trivia for you. So learn so well, 20 points, 15 rebounds last night. How many times has a thunder big man done that? And then if you could, just guess the number of times it's been done and then tell me who it's been done by. Huh? So no, that, no Kevin Durant, just thunder bigs. Okay. So that 20 plus 20 games by Russ doesn't count. Russell Did doesn't grab count. like, okay. Do you, I think he grabbed like more than 15 one night. Um, okay. M- more than 15 rebounds, 15 or more. Yeah. Okay. I guess Steven did at least once last season. Steven has done it one time. He had a 22-17 game. Last season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. Nick Collison would never grab like more than 15 rebounds. He's never done it. Um, Perk probably... Because never done. No, no, because it was more than 20 points. And so, no, I think Ibaka did once at least. Ibaka has done it five times. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, and then before that, Nenad, Nenad doing that? Um, I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch McGarry? No, Mitch McGarry. There's, oh. only, there's only one other player that's done it. Um, I'm missing someone big here. You are. Uh, I don't think you are. Uh, it's, I don't know. Oh, come on. Offensive oh, yes. Oh, Ennis. Ennis did Ennis. that. Yeah, Ennis has done it the most. He's done it seven times with the Thunder, yeah. including a 33-20 and 20 game that he had. Oh, I remember. Against Portland? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Canner has had some monster games. He's had 33-20, and 30-16, and 25-15. and 15. Uh, Ibaka actually had a 21-22 and 22 game. For the Thunder, yeah, I remember that game. Um, yeah. So yeah, but it's only done been done by four total Thunder players: Canner seven times, Ibaka five times, Stephen Adams once, and now Nerlens Noel once with twenty and fifteen. A very yeah. very useless bit of trivia, but true no, it nonetheless. Means <laughs> it means something. I mean, um, part is that. It's hard to get rebounds um, with with the way OKC want to speed up the pace and want to like it, it's it's clear to me that even uh, Danny Schroeder is taking more rebounds uh, than he used to average because of yeah. the way OKC is playing. They want to to get on the break as fast as possible, so they really tell their bigs to box out and then focus on the rebounds if they are like the only player in that area. So. It's hard. It's always been hard for bigs to grab rebounds um, in OKC, but it's still something that only four players in the entire history actually had games like that. Yeah, I don't know if it says more about the Thunder bigs or if it's just, I don't know. It's it's just an interesting stat. Uh, I just yeah. wanted to know. I didn't know. Like I looked it up on Basketball Reference last night, just who has done this before? And I, I didn't remember Steven doing it, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's super interesting and he's, 
I don't know. Noel has shown a lot of promise. And I know that you don't want to jump to conclusions that you could just have Noel there and mm-hmm. you could trade Steven. But honestly, if this team is going to get better, if they're going to like get a lot better, then probably Steven's the guy that you trade to make that happen. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was looking uh, into Noel's uh like defensive field goals against. Yeah. And he was incredible last night. Um, uh, it was really incredible. Uh, there are like, he, he really uh, was effective even um, without blocks in mm-hmm. affecting the shots at the rim. Yeah. And but yeah, coming back to Steven, I do think that Steven is not a guy that you, it is untradeable uh, or someone that OKC would never put into trade discussions. I don't think you do it lightly though. Um, no, it's a, um, you'd have to, it'd be a very like opportunistic type of deal where a star is disgruntled and they want to go somewhere else. And the thunder can offer them a package of Steven Adams and Terrence Ferguson and whatever else. And then you get back a player that's much better. And so I don't, I I don't think that it will happen either, um, or I don't think that it's something that you just do like just to trade him. Like he's just like not sitting out there on the trade block or anything. But it'd be very opportunistic where you get back an all star caliber player that can shoot the basketball. Uh, because frankly, this team just needs more shooting. Period. And it's going to be like when Dre comes back, and you play that starting lineup with him with Jeremy. Gr- excuse me, with Jeremy Grant in it. Like, man, like, how are they going to do anything? Even last night against the Suns, that starting lineup, I mean, Russell could not drive to the rim because guys mm-hmm. were just helping off yeah, and just clogging the lane. And he lost the ball several times and it looked really sloppy, but it was really just, there's nobody that can shoot the ball in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. And that's, I just don't think you can play like that. I just think it's too difficult to play like that. And I'm not saying like this is Steven Adams problem, but it's the thunders problem and it's a problem that they've created. McKelly, the thunder need easy baskets. And as a busy adult, I also need my life to be easy. And especially the little things in life, I like them to be quick and easy. And that's why I love simple contacts. If you wear contact lenses, you know that it's not the most convenient thing. To make an appointment, go in, spend the hour plus getting your eyes checked and then being able to get your contacts later. It's a long process. It's kind of annoying, but Simple Contacts makes it so easy. You can use your phone or your computer and take the Simple Contact vision test in less than five minutes from anywhere. You can do it from your couch. You can do it from your car, the airport, your front porch, anywhere. And a real doctor will review your test in 24 hours, give you a new prescription, and then you're able to buy new contacts through Simple Contacts. It's very simple. You don't need an appointment. You're not going to wait. It's just easy, the way that I would like to have things. It's vision care for the 21st century. Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses, and their prices are just unbeatable. Now, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. You still need to go in and do those occasionally, but this is the best and most convenient way to renew your prescription and get your contacts quickly. The prescription is only $20, costs way more to do it at the doctor's office, and the contact lenses price are so low and shipping is free. And best of all, our listeners can get $20 off their first simple contacts offer Please go to simplecontacts.com backslash down to dunk or just enter down to dunk at checkout. Give Simple Contacts a try if you want your life to be easier. You, they have to find a way to get more shooting. And I don't know if it's just as simple as you need to play Alex Abrinas more. I don't know if it's as simple as you give TLC to the Cavs and just bring back Corver into the trade exception. Uh, where you have a guy that maybe they would play a little bit more. I, I don't know, uh, but the Thunder need to solve that problem at some point. And to me, it's a roster construction problem. Uh, also, the Thunder just shooting better will help, but you still are going to have that problem when Andre Robertson comes back. And then, like, what do you do? Uh, yeah. Because it's going to be... You cannot play Jeremy and Andre in, in the same unit. Right. And I'd be surprised if they didn't, though. Wouldn't you? 
Oh no no I, I'm sure they will. Uh, but it's a, it's one thing to close with um, Jeremy at the five and Andre on the court, and another is closing with Andre, Jeremy, and Steven on the court at the same time. That yeah. that always led to, to, to issues uh, in the past three years. And so um, there's no data, and, and we have data like for three seasons now, so it's it's not a small sample, that those three players together are too much uh, of a shooting problem to, to be um, playable together. Maybe they will prove me wrong, but, but still, it, it's, it's hard. Um, you know, just to, just to shoot around a few, a few names, uh, which again, I, I don't think OKC is trying to get into the Butler sweepstakes by, by putting uh, Stephen Adams' names uh, out there. But like Butler could be an idea, but the team I look towards is, uh, is Washington. Like yeah. they have, they have a awful uh, big man rotation because like Mahimi is terrible. Uh, Dwight is is Dwight, right? Um, so, and and they have shooting. They have a lot of shooting, um, and they are somehow dysfunctional. So I wonder if oh, completely like, dysfunctional. Yeah, yeah. If in a month or so when Bradley and John Wall and other water are not on the same page for nothing, they will try to move uh, one of the three. Yeah. And um, that could be, uh, if you can get either Porter or Beal in this team, that is a name where you can start thinking, well, I can, I can make things support then. Would you do it for, um, would you do it for auto Porter? Straight up, it seems uh, a no, um, because because it's a no for me. Yeah. Uh, but like, if you tell me that you can put um, Stephen Adams and Terrence Ferguson for Bradley Beal, I would think about it real oh, hard, and I, I think I I'll do it. Yeah, I wouldn't even think about it. I would just do it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, I watched like a. Three hundreds, maybe more uh, clips. No, surely more clips of Washington. Yeah. Bill is not this far. Like it's not J.R. Smith in terms of basketball acumen, but he's not very far from that. Uh, is much better player overall, but it's not uh, the kind of player that that makes your offense work. Period. He's a great no. shooter, but it, it's not it's not Clay. Like by any means, Clay is smart. Clay you can't get Clay where, for Stephen Adams. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's if you, I, I, if if you, you can get Bradley Beal for. I mean, I think that you'd have you do to it. do that, right? Yes, yes. You could even put an extra first rounder. I think um, protected to to make it work. And because again, it's not that Stephen is not valuable. It's yeah. extremely valuable. Uh, the, the fact that Ross is an accurate passer um, has a lot to do. Uh, with Steven and his, and his screening, quality, screening uh, accuracy. Um, and so it's extremely valuable to this team. But the question is, if you have an open court every time Russell gets downhill, yeah. how much of an advantage, advantage is that? And you can still play Huge. one non-shooter. You can play lineups with, with PG at the four and Ray at the three and maybe Jeremy as, a, as your center. You can yeah, you I was going to say. I was going to say you you put Dre at the four. You just call him your four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can do those things, and you you are much much better off probably in terms of um, the offense. The defense, I don't know. Like Brady Bill is not bad, but you will lose something. But that's where Noel comes into place this season. The problem is a season from now you may have out of big men entirely because two pad is gone. Um, Adams, you just trade him, and you don't have anyone in the pipeline that you can reasonably think got of. two years left. Is it, doesn't have like a player option this season. I think he does. Is he going to, mm. is he going to decline 5.4? Yes. You think so? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get more it's than not that? The, uh, main, yeah, you're right. I mean, Tolliver just got the same, so probably no, but it's still, it's still not a rim protection uh, protector and yeah. it's extremely hard to win without rim protection. You can well, say this is, well, I have Noel, so who cares? But, you know. We talked about yeah. Nerlens and giving him the mid-level. Would he take $9 yeah. million a year? Yeah, that's, that's, 
like if you can get a wink wink with Nero, so yeah, I'll, I'll stick around. You give me two years and then you have bird rights and you give me a contract then. Maybe so. Maybe you do it lightly. Uh, two then. years, 18 uh, million. And then you, if things go, have, he's still 20, was he 25, 24? He's, he's, he's 24. Uh, and yeah, his birthday was uh, at the beginning of the month. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, he, somebody's going to offer him big money, but also like, there's just not big money to give to big guys out there. Oh no, no, no! I, I misinterpreted the date. I read it as an Italian date, while probably was uh, April the tenth, his okay. birthday, something like that. Yeah. So, but it's twenty four, nineteen ninety four. He's twenty four. I mean, like you could. I mean, I I, I am a hundred percent overreacting to last night's game. Just full yeah. disclosure, but I do think that the Thunder have to think like this. Because while I think they're going to be better, and I still think they have a chance to be a 50-win team as constructed, they have, they've got to address the shooting issue. They, you just have to. You cannot yeah. be a forward-thinking team and just have no shooting. Like You just can't. Mm-hmm. And especially if your point guard's Russell Westbrook, who doesn't create threes on his own. Like you can't. You just can't mm-hmm. do it. And so, yeah, I, th- I think that I mean, Brad Beal makes a ton of sense. Otto Porter makes sense on a some level too, although you that's that's where you'd be like, hey, give us Kelly Oubre too, and then the Wizards say no, and then it's just like probably blows up. Um, I hate Kelly Oubre. He's one of my in my hate list so far. Scott Brooks yeah. loves him. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I I don't like him. He's not T.J. Warren, which right. is the high the highest wing on my hate list, but uh, but I don't like him. Uh, you know what I don't hate? You know what I love, actually? What? Andy's Frozen Custard. <laughs> you got to go to Andy's Frozen Custard. They're supporting us here at Down to Dunk, and you should support them because their frozen custard is delicious. It's made fresh hour by hour. And right now, there's two concretes that I need you to go try. And so you could go on a date and one of you get one, one get the other. You could go twice, but you need to get both. It's the pumpkin pie concrete and it's the apple pie concrete. Both. It's actual pie just put into a cup with vanilla frozen custard mixed up. And it's so good. Both are just unbelievable. I had the apple pie one the other night. It is delicious. So please go get that. Also, you can get any other concrete. My one of my sons just got a sprinkle concrete and he just loved it mostly just because it looks cool but their custard is just delicious and it's fresh so support the people that support down to dunk and go eat at andy's frozen custard oh one more thing they're doing a buy one get one free pint of their custard so you can go get something you can go get the apple pie concrete mixed up into a pint and then you can get one for free this is actually a really great deal so Go get that deal. Go eat some Andy's frozen custard. This sounds extremely delicious, and I still have to eat my lunch. So now I'll probably start eating my microphone or something like that. <laughs> it's really, dude. It's it's unreal. It's oh, it's so good. Okay, anything else from last night that stood out to you from this team? I thought Dennis Schroeder played a great game. Yeah, I, I was he, about to say. I thought he managed the game really well. His stat line doesn't like pop. But it's really solid, you know. Twelve points, seven assists, four rebounds, only two turnovers. Uh, he only took one three, but he's four of ten from the field, so he's not shooting the ball that much. Really, no one on the Thunder overshot the ball at all. Uh, Paul George took the most shots at fifteen, which is low for a Thunder player. They spread the ball around. Uh, you had one, two, three, four, five, six guys took nine or more shots for the for the thunder which is unusual but i think probably the way to play it uh if you're trying to win games is that you you spread the ball around and make the defense you know at least question who's going to shoot it but i thought that back to the point shooter was a great game manager last night he really looked patient and took his time and really found his spots and he and noel have are starting to build some chemistry uh and he was he was impressive yeah, and uh, to your point, Andrew, to, his, uh, to use some Billy quotes, um, <laughs> I think that the the the, um, the fact that PG uh, is the one who got the most shots is very encouraging. Uh, 
I think he is the most efficient player, uh, on, like in theor- theoretically, um, at least, and he should get the most shots um, almost every night. Uh, this means that OKC is should really work to give him shots, um, especially from three. He took like eight threes, I think. That is the number um, mm-hmm. around. He should like he should average one or two more than last season, and it's healthy because it means that Varas is focusing on distributing the ball. Yeah. And um, I don't mind if Russ has a free way to go to the rim. I don't mind any of those shots. And in the same way, even if I'm probably the only one in in this island, I don't mind Russ taking threes, uh, especially spot up threes, because I think that he, he should add that to his um to his routine um but if for us should like can eliminate those bad um mid-range jumper or at least reduce them and give those shots to pg i think that okc is off to uh to good things um yeah especially like again if uh, pg finds his freedom from three uh again yeah it was it was an unusual night because there weren't there's usually sh- like four or five shots that you watch the Thunder play and you're just like, oh my goodness, like why are they taking that shot? And as long as yeah. it's Russell, and they, we didn't see that at all. Russell was just basically getting to the rim. And yeah. he took some some a couple jumpers. I think his shoulders bothering him. Uh, obviously he was questionable before the game with that shoulder injury. Or I guess it's not an injury, but he had some soreness. Uh, but he I thought he played pretty pretty well despite that. And I think also this was a, like an overcorrection from the Boston game mm-hmm. where he took mm-hmm. some terrible shots. And then, you know, I think he came back and was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go to the rim every time. Well, you know, that's not, this is not like the quote unquote new Russell. Like this is just Russell showing that he can play differently, but he's going to take threes. Like he'll take probably three or four threes against the Clippers here on Tuesday. Like I almost promise you. It's also weird for him to play off ball so much and not shoot a three. Um, yeah. And so I think that because of that, and he's, he's going to take a three off the dribble when on Tuesday, like he just will. And so uh, I don't think it's concerning that he, that he's going to shoot threes again, but um, you know, this team needs to take more than 24, three point shots in a game, you know? It, yeah. Maybe not against Phoenix because they can, yeah, maybe not against Phoenix because they can again get at the rim at will, and that is yeah. a great shot to take. Um, another point, like uh, an early point um, that I want to make is OKC is doing different stuff, trying to get PG clean looks. Um, there was one where they they did um, a double screen on the right side of the court. I think it was Noel and Grant uh, screening. Um, I would say five feet one of from each other, um, and PG basically curled uh, up, took those, those two screens, and it was completely open. And I think that those things are extremely helpful uh, for George because he loves to to uh, to shot up uh, off of screens. Mm-hmm. And the more they they can get to him, the better. And in this setting, it makes sense to have two good screeners uh, on the court at the same time. It was similar to the Hawk set, but um, all the like the the play was made on the strong side of the ball, which was the right at the time, instead of uh, first doing a screen on the on the right side and then uh, come out on the left side with um with a curl. So uh, I think that OKC is sneakingly trying to add stuff to to how they uh, play for George and that's that's a good thing mm-hmm. yeah I totally agree and I thought Nerlens was great on screens last night yeah I mean he's yeah, making a ton of contact uh, I, I feel like he's really taking to what the coaches want him to do uh, which is encouraging mm-hmm. we haven't even talked about the coaching at all I thought that Billy had a good night last night yeah uh, with this team and, you know, I was super miffed about Billy. And I still think that there is a chance that Billy may not be the coach of this team. Uh, not this year, but maybe in the years going forward. Um, but I, I, th- I think that he's going to he's going to get the benefit of the doubt this season. Like I would be so I, I would be surprised if they moved on from him. And now like this after the Phoenix Suns game, we, we they could lose the next three games and we may feel differently. But um you know, I, I just think that 
this team needs a little bit of time. We need to see them, you know, get, give them 20, 30 games before you just get, you know, past complete judgment on who they are and what they're going to do. But, um, you know, some of it is frustrating with him, but I, I thought that he coached a great game last night and the team actually did ex- execute what he put in place, uh, which is nice yeah. to see. Yeah, for three quarters, like say for, uh, I would say 30 minutes from basically up, uh, outside of the first four minutes uh, yeah. until the end of the of the third, uh, they really executed on both ends. There were few rush shots and it's always flexible. You, don't ha- you cannot execute uh, every single possession, especially because they got into transition offense all the time. And even in that, um, like in the semi-transition or full transition, the, I think that they find they found good shots uh, overall and so that's that's good really good to see yeah yeah their communication was good also if you want your communication to be good you should check out earlyupgrade.com if you have if you are a manager of a big company or you happen to own a big company and you're looking to upgrade your cell phones or your ipads or any sort of technology uh early upgrade is your company they're nationwide and they're Thunder fans, so you know for sure that you're going to be taken care of by them. Uh, so make sure that if, you, if you've if got employees and they're complaining about their phones not working and the battery life is bad, uh, you can get value for even those phones and even the ones that are not functioning through Early Upgrade. So support the people that support Down to Dunk and check out earlyupgrade.com. Wow, that was a nice transition. Thank you. I've been working on that. It was an upgrade, an early upgrade in your, your transitions. Uh, let's go to some Twitter questions. Uh, asked for them after the game yeah. last night. And of course, our listeners are the best and they always deliver. Uh, at Trust the Void, why do you think Noel seems so effective tonight versus Adams? Was it just Phoenix? I think there is a big part on on Phoenix, as I said, and also yeah. the fact that um, the shooting was not terrible, especially early. Um, so you put the two things together, and you get. And, and to be honest, like he had a great, great game. So you don't want to take anything uh, from that because he, yeah. he played great. Uh, but yeah, I think that Stephen. Stephen couldn't have, have like the same game or or a good game as well, mm-hmm. uh, but but that we don't know. Just speculating. Yeah, and you know, I you, you don't want to downplay the effectiveness of Stephen Adams just because Noah had a great game. Like Stephen Adams is <laughs> awesome. Like he is a great player. There's some frustrating things about him. Like I don't know that Stephen would have made that play that Noel did to drive past. Uh, Tyson Chandler to get that dunk because like mm-hmm. he's that's not the way that his brain works mm-hmm. but he's fully capable of doing the same stuff and he's fully capable of doing way more and Taylor said it on Friday that Paul George you know said that he can do way more and that he's he's capable of doing more than what he allows himself to do which is always like yeah. that if like that's the most frustrating thing that he's always making team plays and stuff like that it's like okay like you can you can live with that but you do wish that Stephen Adams would step out a little bit out of that mindset and, you know and want the ball and want to drive past guys and want to dunk and like i don't know i just you want to see more and even shooting threes like he's shooting a lot more threes in practice and he's, it, it went from like kind of joking around to like now like he looks focused. And so mm-hmm. you just wonder at what point does he bust that out? Because this team, if, if he could do that and he hit a reasonable percentage from the corner. What's reasonable for you? 37. That's high. That's, that's high. From the corner? I, I think... Yeah, I think it's if if he shots like thirty five from the corners, thirty five. I'll take thirty five mm-hmm. from the corner. I take thirty five. Yeah, yeah. Then no, you that, don't have to trade. Then to me, you don't have to trade him because then if he if he spaces for you, then I mean you you can work with that. You can screen with Jeremy Grant. You can screen with Dre. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. And know. Dre is a good offensive rebounder as well. 
Right. So you don't lose too much there. Yeah, exactly. And so and you don't need him to shoot threes every time down the corner. You don't need him spotting up every time down the court. But if he's a threat, then that changes the it changes everything completely. Changes the yeah. dynamic. Also, if Jeremy Grant can hit a corner three too at a better percentage than what he has been so far this season, then you're also talking about a game changer, which I would not count on. <laughs> I almost it's funny. Steven Adams hasn't taken a three in a game yet. Uh, but I almost am like more bullish on Steven being able to shoot it long term than I am than I am Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, it's, which uh, might be crazy. Which means like that you know being up during the night is like really getting to me right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jeremy is is not a shooter yet, and has never never shown to be a reliable one. So it's. Yeah. And you, you just trust Steven's uh, improvement. That's probably why you're uh, you're at this point now. But yeah, we'll see. Okay, next question is from at Goat Sharp. Is there any reason that Russ's free throw percentage has decreased more than ten percent since his MVP year? I struggled to see how it could magically drop like that. Uh, I think some of it's the routine. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to walk past the three-point line anymore. He actually did it last night um, yeah. during the game, and nobody called Nobody called anything. Um, I think some of it's that, and the, the rest of it, I don't, I don't know. It's, it is weird. It is so weird, and it is very hurtful to this team that he can't make free throws because I think part of it, like, it might diminish his aggression a little bit, which probably like 1% diminishes it because I don't think that you can see it on the court with Russell, but still like that has to be in his head. Like, why am I not hitting free throws? Like what is going on here? Um, Cause that should be a big weapon for the thunder is for yeah. with all the fouls that are being called. Like you should be able to get into the bonus quickly and then be able to get to the line and make your free throws. But if you're you know, shooting below 70% from the line, Obviously, it's still something that you'd like to do, but man, like you're leaving so many points. I mean, they missed eleven free throws last night. That's eleven. Yeah. That's eleven points. Where Phoenix at twenty six of twenty seven. Like the Thunder. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a big deal. It is. It is. And if you if you shot like seventy five, seventy six, that that's okay. Yeah. You, you can, of course, shooting in the eighties would be awesome. And there were teams, uh, OKC teams, that actually did that uh, when KD was uh, on the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, and part of why Russ is a great player is because he can make his free throws. And if you if you lose that as well. His drives starts to be start to be less efficient, and um, at some point you need to face that. I don't think we are at that point yet because his drive creates so much more than free throws. But but still, it is a point of attention, and I hope uh, he he can shot in the eighties um, yeah. the coming season. Yeah, for sure. I think that it would be very helpful to this team on many levels <laughs> if he could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is strange. Uh, next question at JGG512. For a team expected to have a strong defense coming into the season, what has been missing? On ball, off ball defense, Steve's rim, Steve's rim protection, screen fighting, etc. What have you seen uh, that's been missing from the defense, McKelly? Well, um, one thing is consistency like i know that it doesn't mean anything but it, it really means a lot if you if you're talking okc like okc has a good plan in terms of what they want to do on screens they switch uh screens that are um high risk um in terms of being a tad late so they will switch those uh and they will try to go over some screens uh depending on who's the handler so it is it is the perfect way to handle screens to be honest and um when they do what they are supposed to, they are a great defense. Um, they sworn Boston in the first quarter. It was Boston missing shots, yes, but it was also Boston taking shots that they were not entire, entirely comfortable taking. Uh, it was not the perfect shots, but it's not the perfect pass. Uh, they were not completely open, and so um, that is the that that 
was actually good to see. And then you start a third and you start doing a rotation a little bit later. Uh, then you may be not as aggressive because you're afraid of fouls and you let the team basically be hot in a, in a, an important part of the game. And so like, OKC doesn't mean doesn't miss anything on defense schematically or um, in terms of personnel. They just need the same personnel to do the thing that they are supposed to on a, consistently against uh, Sacramento. They stopped Rust stopped uh, going in closeouts tonight. There was a moment uh, last night. There was a moment in the second quarter where I think there was Miles Bridges um, received a pass, uh, a good pass um, on the wing, and Rust flew in that closeout. Yeah, and Mikhail Bridges. Miles had Mikhail, sorry, and Mikhail. Uh, I, yeah, Mikhail was uh, forced to pass the ball out, and the Thunder got uh, a very good defensive possession out of that. Mm -hmm. So there is nothing schematically that you can point out and say, well, they should do this. No, they should just do whatever they are supposed to for 35 minutes. Because on any given night, uh, if you face a sub-500 team and you, you you, you play defense for three quarters the way you're supposed to, you are surely up big. Uh, the way even 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 without uh, shooting forty percent from three, because the defense is that good. Yeah, uh, but they have to do it. They have to 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 take pride in doing that. Uh, Paul George has not to be late on screens. Um, last night he wasn't, yeah. and that is a big part of what they are. Yeah, the team defense was great last night. Really safe mm-hmm. for the last like few minutes of the game where everything just fell apart. But I think that was a personnel issue and guys that probably didn't expect to play played and it was just, they had no point guard and it was just a mess. Um, but if you take all that out, like they played awesome and a guy that we haven't even mentioned his name yet. Uh, but Alex Abrinas, I thought was really good on the defensive end. I thought he played a great game in general. And when he shot those free throws and made, made two, I was shocked to see that he had only had two points after that because I just kept thinking, wow, like he's really making an impact. And he made one read on the defensive end where he anticipated a pass. And I don't know if this is just like a Phoenix Suns thing, but to me, it like looks like, oh, like he's reading the defense or he's reading the offense from the defensive end. And he is, he was, he's good. And like he played 24 minutes last night, which is fine. I think it's great for him. If he can get those minutes consistently, and continue to improve on defense. And he, he went 0 of 5 last night. He was 0 of 3 from 3. Like, that's a rare night for Alex Sabrinas. Like, he had some mm-hmm. really, really clean looks. And if he yes. can continue to get good looks, he's going to knock them down. And you know, the Thunder score, you know, 130 points instead of 117. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was, I've been really encouraged by his play. Uh, on the defensive end and also like he's willing to put the ball on the floor more like he's just a more active participant um, on both ends for the thunder which i think is key because they they just at this point they need guys i mean zach Lowe on his podcast talked about how the thunder have paul george and russell westbrook and stephen adams and then they don't really have anybody else well i one i think that's an overreaction two i think that alex abrinas needs to be more involved with this team period and so if he can play 20 plus minutes a night i think that's incredibly helpful to this team because he's the only pure shooter that the thunder have the only one uh yeah so it's uh, he's vital to this team's success in my opinion yeah and another thing that uh, i want to point out uh, on the defensive side is you know jeremy grant playing with the starters um in Robertson's absence is crucial to have yeah. a good defense because I think that Tupat, even if he's a good defender in terms of um, like team defense and the fact that he's able to slide with a um, with a player uh, and, and do these sort of things, it's not a rim protection and it's not a rim protector, and neither is Steven. Mm-hmm. And if you have two of those on the court at the same time without an elite perimeter defense, you're going you're going to struggle. Yeah, and that's true. And so, yeah, having having Jeremy out there uh, seems to be um, helpful because, again, 
against Boston, a big part of their defensive success was having Jeremy on the on the court being a threat uh, on weak side blocks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if they can keep moving on the offensive end, which they did well, mm-hmm. then you can mitigate the lack yes. of shooting. Exactly. Uh, but they've yeah. got to keep moving. Uh, from at Stephen Adams' son, one... Who is most likely to provide energy consistently for the team like Noel did tonight? Well, we have some sparks uh, off the bench. I I think that in, in the starting unit, um, Jeremy Grant is crucial for that. Yeah. He needs to be uh, jumping everywhere and uh, uh, being extremely active, um, like without going um, out of the defensive scheme. But you, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Then there's yeah. Diallo. Diallo gives a, he can give you a spark uh, off the bench in terms of energy. And I thought, like weirdly enough. I thought that the Brinus actually. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Can I interrupt the breaking news? Yeah. That, uh, uh, Kevin Love could miss more than a month with a right toe injury. Oh, That's bad for Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland is. They're it's already terrible. so bad, and if you're missing Kevin Love, yeah. man, they're. Yeah, they're gonna. Sorry, sorry for this interruption. They but, need uh, to tank. I, I, they just need yeah, to tank. They, they are already tanking and they will tank hard Uh, (laughs) unintentionally they're tanking now but yeah (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know how how much unintentional it is there anyway um (laughs) abrinas provide provided yesterday a defensive spark more so than an offensive one by by putting hands in the passing lane yeah something that i really noticed in the first few games is the way they are using their hands their length. They are really trying to stay to to keep the the hands high on the on the on the air to um, say to take some space to take out some space space on passes. And Abrines was good on that last night. And yeah, when when you play pickup game uh, with your friends, you try to keep your hands uh, straight up to to avoid like clean looks. And that is the same thing that you can, that you can do uh, in the NBA. And I think that OKC is putting an uh, an emphasis on that um, this season. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they were doing it um, as well last last season, but I I start noticing that uh, in the first few games. Yeah. No, I I don't disagree with that. Uh, at Ed Master Twenty Six, do you think Nerlens Noel can do the same thing against the LA Clippers? I think we're about to find out, uh, <laughs> right. and uh, it, it is a good thing to to find out. They don't have great centers. Um, no. Like Martin is is a it's one of the best in terms of timing on screens, but he but he's it's not great in terms of defense uh, and and uh, rim protection. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then who they have? They have uh, Harold. Harold. Oh, they have Boban. Yeah. Uh, curious to see how OKC play against Marjanovic. Um, I would personally put the hand, put the ball in Paul George's hands and let him play pick and roll. Um, yeah, with with Boba Marjanovic and shoot every time, like they did in Game One against Gobert um, last season yeah, yeah. in the playoffs. They need to lure uh, Boban out. I'd go um, small, is what I would do. You 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 want the screener with Boban. You really want the screener and a defender. Um, the way you lure him out is to the way you play him off the court is by taking trees off the dribble. Um, and it is it works the same way with, with Gobert and Marjanovic has much less stamina than, than Gobert you make him do sure. two three times uh, running up uh, the court for uh, either a pop-up um, um, or uh, like a pick and pop or um, a pull-up tree from the three ball he will be like done yeah. And you don't have Alo Horford to, to do what uh, he did against Steven Adams. but And I don't think Jeremy can do that. Uh, so either you trust, if Tupat has it going, then yes, you can play pick and pop with Tupat like four possessions in a row. And Boban will not come out to, to guard that. And if that doesn't work, you go give your give the ball to PG and let him play pick and roll with Steven or with Nerls and, and see how how Boban responds. Yeah. Yeah. They can't let Boban kill them again. No, no, they they can't. can't. So yeah, it'll be interesting. 
but I, I think that Noel, I don't think he'll do 20 and 15 again, but I think he can have an effective game against them. And so hopefully Steven's ready to go. Cause I think that he's really, he's still so important to this team. And I just, I don't want to lose sight of that because Neuralist yeah, can play yeah. well tonight. Like you can't, at, like it's better to have both of them <laughs> rather than yes. just one of them. Yeah. And so yeah. if you can have Steven and Noel, a confident Nerlens Noel coming in and playing aggressively. Uh, and I don't, I don't know that, you know, the way that Neuralist played tonight is really going to spur on Steven to play more aggressively, but you know, you, maybe, maybe you so. want to see a more aggressive Steven Adams period. With, yeah, that would be that would be wonderful, and so yes. hopefully he can go. He was a late scratch, so they thought he was going to play. We we'll get more information today on that, um, but we want to you want to see Stephen play, and so I think that we probably I would guess that we will see Steve play, um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. Yeah, and. And I'm pretty excited about the chemistry that Noel and Dennis Schroeder had. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so you want that. You really want that. Um, and so um, that is part of why uh, keeping uh, Noel on the bench and having two monsters in pick and roll and lobs, uh, lob threats is extremely helpful. And you can play the same brand of basketball. Basketball that is a focus that OKC wants to have, and even the substitution patterns uh, points in that direction. Having a shooter, PG Abrines, having a uh, disruptive guy, young uh, and at the shooting guard, Ferg and Diallo, having um, a pick and roll partner, two pick and roll partnership uh, on the court, uh, Russ and Steven, uh, Dennis and, and Earls. So they are really trying to replicate the same thing, and so far. Again, it wasn't good, but it was consistent on that on that on that end. Yeah. Uh, last question. This is from at four hundred five fan. How long does Ferguson start? Is he a better basketball player than Josh Hustis? Um, like offensively, he can do more than what Josh did yeah. last season. Um, not that he's shown the, the, his full arsenal yet. I think that defensively, if he's, let's put it this way, if his offense doesn't, um, that doesn't, it, it's not a deterrent for his defense, then yes. And I think that if he plays defense like that, he can start. Uh, we, we all know that Bill is not going to start a Prentice. Like it's, it's a no, done deal. No, uh, he would have. He, he had the chance to already. Yeah, he had. Uh, there's no TLC, um, which is great for me because I'm winning. Um, uh, but uh, but it's He's already won basically. I, <laughs> I think I think uh, Billy just obviously Billy has a, a, a distaste for for TLC. Yeah. yeah, probably so. And I mean Diallo, you can start Diallo, but yeah. this will not change dramatically what you have no like he I, can he, especially like uh, if he plays like that on defense yeah that's that's the starting point and he started to do some cuts uh, uh he did it twice so there's a few things to like and again uh, we it, it's it's a low-hanging fruit to say fruit to say let's just mention and i i did as much i said as much uh last week but if it's not extremely necessary, you really want to to play him and try to 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 again either to me the best option would be to start up in his full stop. But since we are assuming that that doesn't happen, I don't think that starting the yellow would make so would would make the starting unit so much better. Yeah, Ferg will start until Dre gets back. That's my prediction. Yeah, and then Unless I think not- and then I think it will be interesting to see then we'll actually see like a Ferg Diallo like minutes battle. Yeah. You know, like I think or bring us. Yeah. Or they'll just screw over or bring us again. I don't, I think that you have to choose one of those guys when they're on the bench though. That's it. That's, and that's just in my head. It just came out of nowhere. Uh, Michele, thanks for coming on the podcast today. We'll follow you on Twitter at Mikey Barra. Follow your project at chart underscore side. He's great. You've got to follow McKelly. He does great work. He's just the man. You can follow our show at Down to Dunk. You can follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht. 
If you have just a few minutes today, you're on your lunch break, or you're sitting there looking at your phone right now, please leave us a five-star iTunes review. It takes just a few seconds, especially if you have an iPhone. If you're listening on the podcast app, search down to dunk, hit five stars. It would mean a lot to us uh, if you could take the time to do that. I see all of them. I read all of them, uh, and it does mean a lot to us. So take the time to do that today. Visit Andy's Frozen Custard and uh, earlyupgrade.com. You guys are the best. We'll talk to you guys again Wednesday after the L.A. Clipper game.